The Real Estate Sessions podcast is sponsored by AdWorks. AdWorks makes digital advertising for real estate brilliantly simple. Promote your brands, promote your listings, learn more at adworks.com. That's A-D-W-E-R-X.com, adworks.com. Welcome to the Real Estate Sessions and join industry leaders as they share their stories and offer tips and advice to real estate professionals. Now your host, Bill Risser of Chicago Title, Arizona. Today on episode 30 of the Real Estate Sessions, we're joined by Roger Banning. Roger is a realtor in the Scottsdale area with Remax Excalibur. And really, Roger's been in the business 14 years, and we're going to talk about this I don't think he's done anything else. I think he's been a realtor right out of college, so that's interesting. We'll dig into that. I know he uh, attended my favorite university, ASU, Go Devils. So welcome to the podcast, Roger. Hey, thanks, Bill. Yeah, uh, great to be here. So I know you were not born in Arizona, um, or you were not raised in Arizona. We're going to call it maybe the far west coast. Do I have yeah, that right? Yeah, so part Canada, part U.S., but yeah. Where'd you grow up? I uh, grew up in Alaska, a little town called Wasilla, Alaska. I'm um, actually born here in Phoenix, but grew there from 79 to 96 and couldn't wait to get back in 96. So I came here for college and I've been here since. So Wasilla is not as little as it used to be because we got a there's little, somebody yeah, from Wasilla, yeah, right? We got a five second claim to fame, the Palins, obviously. Um, you know, like her, hate her. She's done a lot and right. um, she's from our town and that's how most people now know about Wasilla. Did I just have to ask, I'm always curious. Did you know that family at all? Were they? Did they come in later? Because I, she was she was originally in like in Idaho or something, but she ended up in Alaska. Yeah, she did. My family. father actually worked with Todd up in the North Slope for BP Exploration, so my father knew them. I didn't, um, but in her mayor days, when she started as a mayor for Wasilla, he knew them, and uh, yeah, she did a good job. Excellent. So let's talk about uh, Alaska for a little bit. You're our second guest that uh, lived in, in Alaska. Okay, who's yeah, the first? Nobu Hata, who's okay. the member outreach director for NAR, was mm-hmm. born and raised in Alaska. Oh, okay. Yeah, and cool. he... Uh, he escaped. I don't want to say escaped. Yeah, he felt that's what that maybe that was <laughs> his words. The first thing. So he ended up coming down to go to school. Mm-hmm. But I always there when people find out you're from Alaska, there have to be these questions that they ask you. Mm-hmm. So instead of me asking my stupid questions, I'm just going to ask you. What are the most often asked questions to somebody who grew up in Alaska? Yeah, you know, a lot of friends and family and clients come from Alaska sometimes. You know, they're looking for real estate when they do. One of the most popular ones is Arizona going to have a water supply for an extended period of time. And even though it's real estate based and, you know, I just got done with the Scottsdale Leadership Academy through the Scottsdale Association of Realtors. And one of the cool things about that program was we heard from the city of Scottsdale about the Uh, water preservation programs and here in the city of Scottsdale they have one of the most advanced water preservation programs in the world so that's actually one nice thing that I can comfort Alaskans now with is that actually we have a well over a 100 year supply of water Uh, but in addition to that you know they ask about how do you handle the heat and I usually say whether it's the heat or the cold you know no place is perfect but we have our three months just like they have their six months of weather that you know it's not perfect but it's it's pretty darn close. Are there some things you miss about Alaska? You know, great, great people in Alaska. Alas- Alaskans are just the best people in the world. Um, so I miss the people and I miss the summers, um, but not enough to move back full time. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. 
you leave Alaska and come back to Arizona where you were born, mm-hmm. and you're coming back for school, it looks like. So you graduate high school, and you, you enrolled at ASU, which is awesome. So Actually, I went down, I did a little junior college program down in uh, Yuma, Arizona, played college for a couple of years, and then came back up to ASU in 99, okay. played uh, club hockey at ASU, and then finished in 2001. Wow. And so mm-hmm. have you been to a hockey game yet? They have a I have, NCAA? yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they've done an amazing job. Um, with their D1 program this year being kind of yeah. a hybrid season for them. But right. they've come a long ways. Uh, Greg Powers, their head coach, has done a wonderful job. And just the program in general, is they're doing some pretty amazing things with their program. That's you still play? I do. Play the, twice a week the in the men's den? league, Oceanside, Ice Den. We just jumped up to the A-League. So you got a bunch of late 30s, early wow. 40s players trying to keep up with you know, younger 20s, and it's tough, but it's wow. fun. Wow, so time. your position? Uh, you center go. or wing. Okay, yep. so you, you like to score. Yep. All right. Yep. And, like to dangle and, and score. And my, my claim to fame is I can tell you what plus or minus means in hockey. So that's pretty good, right? That's a head. You're ahead of the, yeah, you're ahead of the right. crowd. Excellent. Not bad. Good. And I do know about offsides, too. I know how that works. Yeah, so there you go. Season ticket holder for the San Diego Gulls way back uh, in the day. Yeah, so yeah. Here, you know, this is, it's all about kind of finding out who you are, but mm-hmm. Ray Whitney, Mm-hmm. Was an 18 oh, yeah. year old kid when I had season tickets in San Diego. That's how went on to like back a 40 year Daniels. I, I am, but, yeah, because he's in his 40s and retired now. Yeah, All right, yeah. um, great, great player though. So yeah, so you're you you come right out of ASU, and I find mm-hmm. most realtors always had, did something else before they were a realtor. Is that mm-hmm. your case? It's not. I actually graduated in 2001. I thought I was going to do real estate law. Those plans went south, and so. Uh, went into real estate sales instead of real estate law and uh, haven't looked back since 2002. So was like Jay Butler there? At the Jay time you Butler, were there? he was. So one of your professors in some class or he something? Wasn't. Or was he just doing the research I was stuff? in the criminal justice program oh, at okay. the time. Okay. So, um, but he was a professor there at the right. time. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, let's talk about starting off then. So you come out of college. Uh, did you? Who was the first brokerage you started with? First brokerage I started with was West USA, a small one for a period of time, okay. until I found uh, a team that I worked for, actually, Curtis Johnson, many people know. Oh, sure. So yeah. I worked for Curtis Johnson for some period was of time. Was that with Call Realty or before Call Realty? Uh, that was with uh, Remax Achievers. Okay, okay. Yep. He since started his own, I think, right? Correct, yeah. yep. Okay. Remax and then Keller Williams uh, did the team switching. But yeah, I worked for Curtis for a period of time. That was great. Learned a lot of great things from Curtis. Right. Um, then Very for, aggressive guy. Very aggressive, yeah. great marketing, great yeah. agent, and even a better guy. So you, you, you definitely had a mentor kind of getting you rolling in the process because he's someone you could listen to. You probably did what he told you to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I <laughs> would things say. things worked out. Yeah, I definitely had, I'd say, two mentors started, not Curtis Johnson. And then shortly after Curtis, I worked with Scott Graff with Keller Williams for a period of time. He was doing a lot of condo and loft sales and marketing for builders and developers at that time. So. Yeah. Um, Curtis and Scott had a big impact on my career. So you're in the Southeast Valley at this time, probably living down that way? Correct, yep, in Chandler, and then made the switch from Southeast Valley up north in about 2007. And that's now your primary market. You're more of a Scottsdale guy now, if I was going to categorize what yeah, you like got your a, business. Yeah, my business is about 70-30, 70% in Scottsdale, 30% everywhere else, working by referral. I go where my clients are, um, but I do focus my marketing dollars on Scottsdale, and then okay. if somebody comes from elsewhere, that's fine as well. So Scottsdale's a very famous place. I mean, there's very few people that don't know the name. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of a destination obviously. But tell me tell me some things about Scottsdale that you're you're when when you get someone from Alaska or someone coming in from out of out of state, how do you describe what Scottsdale is cuz it's not just one thing, right? 
Yeah, you know, it's weird because Scottsdale, it does, it has that reputation as a destination city. But for me, I moved up north for a couple of reasons. One of them was because of my business. I wanted to drive less and less. And Scottsdale is, it's a more attractive location for my business. And um, But for two, you know, Scottsdale is such a clean city. Um, everybody takes care of, this, of themselves very well. Health and fitness is such a big concentration up here as it is in my life. So this, you know, the city of Scottsdale just is an easy, natural fit for me. But, you know, there's lots of things to do here in Scottsdale. Lots of hiking, great weather, very clean city. Um, everything's so close. So it's a great city. Yeah, it seems to have this um, amazing conglomeration of whatever you're looking for. You mm-hmm. want to live um, urban-y in a loft, mm-hmm. you got that in downtown. If you want land and views, you got that. If you, if you want to be more gritty, there's places. <laughs> well, even in the last three to four years, we've come so far from the crash in 08, 09, started rebounding in 2010. Even though so many you know permits are being handed out right now, it seems like too much. But actually, if, if you know the building permit facts, we're not handing out enough building permits. So it's actually really neat to see all the new development going on, more so in Old Town, but also in Central Scottsdale and on up north to Carolyn a bit. Yeah, it's a unique. I try to explain to people that it's like the skinniest city you've ever seen in your life, right? Yeah, we got it, about it, four to five miles wide, thirty-one miles long from north to south. Right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, and it borders up against um, uh, some Native American land, so there's not. It's there's never. It's never going to get much wider. It's just not going to no. happen, right? North, there's opportunity potentially, but you get up into the state lands and things. A little bit north, you got the NALS, and then, you yeah. know, we are entering into some partnerships with, with leasing from the natives on yeah. the on the east border there, but, you know, time will tell. Yeah, good. So let's talk about your business and let's focus more on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned, re, you know, your, your referral business. Is mm-hmm. that, is the majority of your business coming from referral? Or are you still heavy into the lead generation prospecting side of things? Is it a combination? Talk about you know, your strategy there. Yeah, you know, my business is 80-20. You know, it's a good old 80-20 rule, 80% referral, 20% from my marketing, from my uh, sales and from my listings um, and from my past clients, etc. So, um, you know, fell pretty hard in the 08-09 market. I was definitely tested whether to switch, but I decided to stick with it. And since 2011, I've been reaping the rewards from that. But uh, yeah, 80-20, and, uh, you know, it's great. I'm, I feel much more at ease working with past clients. I think they know me. I'm the type of agent that I really want to up the reputation of our industry. I think it's a shame of the reputation that our industry has. So, you know, I'm not selling 200 homes a year. I'll average anywhere between 30 to 40 sales. But, you know, my goal at the end of the transaction is to walk away with that client knowing that they were truly represented. And, you know, 99.99% of my client relationships are like that. I can't tell you how happy it makes me hear you talk about reputation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and it, it, it is such a problem in the industry. And I think that, you know, the 80-20 rule that we hear about uh, in a lot of other places where, you know, 20% to 80% of the business doesn't apply in real estate. That's too generous. I think that we have way, far too many realtors that are not uh, really looking out for their customer as much as they should be, whether it's being educated, whether being full-time, whatever, whatever it is. You know, so I think that's great that... That's a part of that process. Um, do you? How do you stay connected to customers for the referral stuff? Do you have a system in place, or um, is it? Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I make quarterly phone calls, and then I have my email systems that I stay in touch with. I do my pop buys, old Buffini style, sure. for any real estate people out there. But between pop buys and emails and personal phone calls once a quarter, I stay in pretty good touch. So, do you? You you've always been with kind of other. Well, West USA is a big regional 
you know, mm-hmm. they were pretty big regionally. But obviously, Keller Williams and Remax, those are big national mm-hmm. brands. Is that something that uh, is a was a choice for you? Because you, you haven't worked for a little independent or a smaller brokerage. Do you like having that big brand behind you? Yeah, Talk you know, that. I've been with lots of companies in my career. And one thing I'm enjoying being back with a large international franchise again, as I'm with Remax Excalibur, um, is just the synergy um, and the additional marketing that you get along with that. I mean, as independent agents, we can supply our own marketing. But when you're with a large international franchise, especially such as Remax with the Remax, uh, Remax, uh, the Remax collection, um, you know, it just brings more power to the agent and it brings more power to the agent's clients as well. So, um, you know, uh, Keller Williams is a great company as well at the time in my career that I was back then, it was great. Um, just as Remax Excalibur is great for me now. Yeah, it seems there's a lot of, uh, that training is, you know, kind of key and critical when you're early in your career at the KW side of things. Oh, that's great, yeah. Yeah, K- yeah. yeah KW, um, for the agents that need it or want it, um, it's, yeah, they have great, great training. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, your online presence. I always do a little digging when we have a guest coming mm-hmm. in, right? Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, I love your website. And oh, I thank notice you. it's a, a real estate webmaster site, mm-hmm. which I think that's Morgan Carey out of Vancouver's company. Correct. Yep. Yeah. And um, so talk to me about the process of arriving there because I'm just guessing that wasn't the first website you had for yourself. No, no, You've no. You've been no. through some trials, right, on that? Tell yeah, me. Yeah, I've learned where to spend my money, yeah. where not to spend my money, learn what's going to come to fruition for additional business because online lead generation is a whole different animal in itself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Real Estate Webmasters is a great company, great website, great back-end tools. Um, you know, so I've been enjoying working with them for the last few years. Do they, do they also... Do they provide support for you uh, from a content point of view? At least um, that's all something you have Not to do Not from content. That's okay. all from the agency. All right. So you take care of that all by yourself. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Not to say anything bad about anybody else, but just give me as an example who'd you who would you have before you know back in the day? Oh, everybody, I, yeah, <laughs> just curious. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've, you know, I don't want to mention any names to be honest <laughs> with you, but I have had a couple companies and they were fine as well for what they are. I think in the website you know industry, there's a big premise of you get what you pay for, and I think all yeah. the company you know all the companies represent that pretty fairly. And um, Webmasters is a more expensive tool for us agents, but um, it's also a better tool. As a younger man, Roger, you you definitely I'm mean, you're guessing I'm you're right on that kind of between the the Gen X and the Millennials, right? Yeah, so smack kind of dab fit. in the middle of 37. Yeah. So, let's talk about for you, um, you have that ability to kind of probably work all generations, right? But with the Millennials being as um, I think powerful as they're going to be as they kind of keep moving into the home buying age, which definitely got pushed back a little bit. They're buying later than other generations before them, but mm-hmm. there's going to be a bunch of them coming up to to be involved and be a part of your clientele. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about how you work with millennials. What's different for you when you're dealing with somebody who's a digital native who knows nothing yeah. but, right? Yeah. So how does that work? Yeah, it's a little different. I mean, being an old soul myself, it's very easily for me to uh, to fit in and talk and, um, and bring value to the clients that are older than myself. Um, the millennials, it's funny, I just got back from a conference in New York last week called Inman Connect. Sure. And a lot of the things we went over in that conference was the difference between millennials, Gen Xers, what they're bringing to the table, how the sales cycle is different, how communication styles are different. Um, you know, the millennials are, you know, they are popular for not wanting to talk to realtors until they're ready to make an offer. They're already so pre-educated um, themselves on the process. By the time they talk to us, they've already done so much research. And when they do, you know, talk to us, they want immediate responses. They communicate almost entirely by text. 
Um, whereas the difference between you know Gen Xers is they'll want to talk on the phone, they'll want to email. They still text most of them, but not all of them. Right. Um, so there's some communication styles, but that's our job as realtors is to be adaptive, be responsive, and to communicate with the clients however they best wish. Yeah, it almost becomes part of your process at the beginning when you're having that meeting or when you're, when you're building that relationship. Oh, absolutely. you got to figure out. you got to ask them what their preference is How for we doing communication this, right? because okay. every little thing matters. Has anyone said I want to do it by Snapchat yet? Snapchat <laughs> is up and coming. That was probably one of the most popular technologies at that Inman conference yeah. was the up and coming Snapchat. i got to be honest. Uh, I'm on there. I'm playing with it. Yeah. I made a promise to somebody I would never teach it to realtors because she said if I did, I'd be stealing their network. But <laughs> Here's the deal, in my opinion, when the White House brought out Snapchat for the State of the Union address mm-hmm. and brought it out nationally, I th- they lost Snapchat. They got to go find another network. Because I agree with you, there's going to be some value there, especially in those stories. It'll be fun to watch. Sure, but you say at Inman, they were talking about it a lot. I mean, huh? Snapchat was probably the most up and coming. Facebook was almost for the old people now. Okay. Um, Instagram is the current and the modern social media, and Snapchat is the up and comer. So we'll have comes. to see how that plays out. Yeah. If you're not following Gary V, by the way, if you're listening, follow uh, Gary V uh, on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. He's hilarious, and he's a huge proponent of it all of a sudden. Oh, so yeah. I, usually he's not wrong. Um, so let's talk about. You know, in, in the real estate industry, and you talked about it earlier, you know, the fact that you're you're there for your customer and you want it to be a long-term relationship. You've been in it long enough. You've seen some things that are just like they've got to make you want to pull your hair out. So talk about talk about some of your pet peeves in the industry. And, of course, we can't name names, but sure. let's talk about those people. Yeah, I can <laughs> honestly say with true, true passion, what drives me is to have a client's Um, perspective on the real estate industry and the realtor industry improved after they're done working with myself. Um, There's nothing more that I despise than um, realtors that bring down the reputation in our industry. I mean, the realtor job segment is second to car salesmen as far as overall customer satisfaction and reputation. That definitely is something that I'm not personally happy with. So back in 2008, one uh, thing I did with my personal education to combat that was I got my MBA. Just one way to separate myself from the rest of the Mm -hmm. real estate community. But yeah, that's one thing that definitely I try and do to improve the community, the real estate community. Um, is to change our reputation with us. So um, I am involved with the Scottsdale Association of Realtors. I'm on the Community Outreach Committee. I'm on the Government Affairs Committee. Um, and I'm always doing my best to go ahead and change the reputation that we have to the public. I love hearing the volunteerism you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's, that's like a recurring theme with guests on this podcast. I would say 90% of the people that have been on here are giving back to the community through the associations. Do you see yourself... Sticking with that, going further down the road, are we going to see you as a director one day, maybe running for higher office? Yeah, we'll see. You know, you never know. You never know. I enjoy sales quite a bit, but you know, yeah, they're just something I enjoy, and that brings a smile when you do give back unselfishly. Um, I mean, particularly in our industry, it can be a little bit selfish, but I think in any industry, when you find yourself at the point of starting to give back, and when you do it for reasons to help others as well as bring a smile to your face, it just makes it all worth it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go back for one quick second mm-hmm. just to go back to your um, your marketing strategies, mm-hmm. right? So you you have a you're you're definitely set up when you're talking to uh, your past sphere, and that's it's just critical. We've mm-hmm. seen the numbers from NAR over and over that 75 percent of the buyers would use their agent if they remembered who they were, mm-hmm. and so you've got that covered. Mm-hmm. So you're using real estate webmaster site. You're doing some sort of lead generation there. Can you talk about that? What's what's your 
what's your focus when you're on the what prospecting side of things? Are. Yeah. Yeah, I've got three major channels, if, uh, or four if you include my website, but my three channels are my my past clients, of course. Those are the most valuable, always will be. Um, second is I do a lot of advertising with Zillow, particularly with 85254. Um, and then three, I got a good-sized farm up in McDowell Mountain Ranch within three to four of those sub-communities within uh, McDowell Mountain Ranch. Okay, is that where you live? Are you in that neighborhood? Uh, I don't live there, no, okay. but I've done some sales there gotcha. and uh, working on capitalizing and, on those sales. And you've been in there a little while, so you're not giving up. That's one of those things you got to stick with. Oh, yeah, I'll be there year in, year out. <laughs> and that's absolutely. your thing. Yep. Can we talk about Zillow for a little bit? Sure, absolutely. So are you... Well, there's lots of conversations online yeah, about Zillow, I right? That, yeah. I think that um, I, I'll tell you my point of view. I yep. feel that Zillow um, has a place, and mm-hmm. I think that uh, um, agents can definitely use Zillow to their advantage and um, use Zillow to you know overcoming those objections of the Zestimate and that sort of thing mm-hmm. should just be second nature to you. Am I, am I on track with that? Yeah, I opinion? mean, my opinion is that if there, any agents have anything against Zillow, they just need to get over it. I mean, Zillow isn't going anywhere. They're here to stay. Um, Spencer Raskoff, the CEO of Zillow, spoke at our Inman conference last week in New York. He says, because they just acquired Dotloop, which is a transaction management system, and a lot of agents have some curiosities whether they're going to turn into a brokerage. Personally, I believe him when he says there's merely an advertising company. They're here to connect realtors to consumers. Um, but I'm here to help advertise with them. It helps me gain clientele. It helps people find me, and I believe they should work with me as a realtor. I believe I can be of great help to them, and Zillow is merely somebody in the middle that can help connect us. Um, As far as there's estimates or whatnot or being incorrect, honestly, it's a great conversation piece. I would say 9 out of 10 people I work with, when they bring up Zillow, they say, well, you know, Roger, my home says it's worth this or this or that on Zillow, but I know it's not always right. It's a great conversation piece. Most of the public already knows Zillow isn't correct or exact, but it's a barrier to go off of or something to gauge your value off of, and it starts a conversation. Right. I think that the you're always going to be the local expert. Right. There's no website anywhere. They're not trying to replace that. <laughs> right. They They're an advertising it. agency. Yeah, they need realtors in order for this to all work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yep. I like that. Well, we're, we're kind of getting close to a half an hour here. Let me mm-hmm. go ahead and ask you our final question. And we ask this to all the guests. And so it's, it's always some way we can hopefully be of help to someone listening to the show. Mm-hmm. But what's one piece of advice you would give to someone just starting out in the business or, or maybe somebody stuck? You know, what, what's one thing that if you only can tell them one thing, what would it be? One thing, that's a tough deal. I know it is. Oh, man. And, you know, this is probably the same piece of advice that, you know, they all say, but it's the truth. Just get down to bring value to the people that you know uh, when it comes to real estate information. Um, and, and what I mean by that is not enough realtors are bringing value. I mean, again, this conference came up. We can't be the people just to stand between the consumer uh, base and, and the data. Um, so we need to have a vision. We need to have a taste. We need to have an opinion. And we need to be you know, very knowledgeable on the market. So do your research. Know the market. Know the sales. Know the data. Offer your opinion to the public and why. And people will listen to you. And they want to hear it. Roger, what's, uh, if someone wants to reach out to you, they have a question for you, they want to get in touch, what's the best way? Yeah, best way, just go on my website, rogerbanning.com. Again, rogerbanning.com. Or most of you can see me on Facebook if you'd like to call me or text me as well, 602-326-6740. Roger, thank you so much for sharing your hey. story today on the Real Estate Sessions podcast. I really appreciate it. Hey, you had a great time, Bill. Thanks a lot. Cool. And for those listening out there, remember we publish a new episode every Tuesday, and we appreciate your continued support. And if you're on iTunes... 
it'd be great if you leave a review. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Real Estate Sessions with Bill Risser of Chicago Title, Arizona. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and tell your friends about The Real Estate Sessions as new episodes are published weekly.